This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Our title, of course, our theme has always been Just Believe, but my emphasis today is going to be about dream again. Dream again. Amen. Um, our scripture, of course, is Mark 9, 23. And in the Amplified, it says, Jesus said to him, you say to me, if you can, all things are possible for the one who believes and trusts in me. See, you know, sometimes we can make that so hard. He said, all you got to do is trust. Believe. Believe God. Amen? Because God wants you to dream again. Have you ever felt worthless? Sometimes just that you're useless. That sometimes maybe that you just couldn't perceive any kind of value of your life. Maybe you sometimes, you know, people have even tried to make you feel less than you are. Or maybe try to tell you, you'll never be anything. You could never do that. You'll never change. You'll never accomplish that. How many times? But let me ask you this question. Who determines your value? Who decides what your appraisal should be? Well, I can tell you, it's God. The answer is God. Because he made you, and he made you and me, as a rare vessel. Did you know that you're a treasure in an earthen vessel? A very, very rare treasure. You're a vessel of honor. Did you know that God does not have a junkyard? So just get that right out of your head. God don't own a junkyard. You're not junk. Regardless of what somebody else has tried to tell you or what you've even allowed the devil to try to tell you, You're not junk. You're not a mistake. You're not a mess up. You're not a failure. You're God's treasure. The devil will try to convince you that you're useless or that you really don't have much value or you've made so many mistakes and so many mess ups. How could God ever use you? But thank God. See, God, that even in the mess-ups, even in the mistakes, that if we'll trust him and believe, guess what? God comes in and fixes it better than it was before. Because, see, when we get broken, when we allow God to come in, when he does a repair job, honey, there's no evidence of a crack there. He makes it better than before. He makes it brand new. But you're going to have to stop listening to the lies, See, we get to make a choice. Every morning you get to get up and you get to choose for you. I get to choose for me. But every day you get to choose. Do I want to choose to believe God or do I want to choose to believe what I see? Do I want to choose God and believe what he said or do I want to believe the way I feel? Do I want to believe God or do I want to believe what the news is saying? Do I want to believe God or do I want to believe what everybody else has said and told me? Do I want to believe God or do I want to believe the past and everything that's back there? Or do I want to believe him? But you get to choose. 
And you can't blame everybody else for what they've done. Guess what? It's your choice, though. Do you want to come up out of that thing? See, you can't choose for them, but you get to choose for you. Okay? People are going to do you wrong till Jesus comes. Okay? I ran out of, if I would have, let me tell you, and if you got a list, throw it away. Okay? Might have gotten so big, I could have never made a list anyway of how many times people have done me wrong in the church even. Oh, my God. But guess what? Thank God my hope and trust is in God and not in what man or women or anybody else couldn't do for me or what they haven't done or how much they've hurt and used and abused, stabbed me, stepped on me, and threw me away. Thank God. See, my hope and trust was in Him. My value was in God. Not what others did or what others didn't do. So you got to quit looking around at how everybody's done you wrong. Pray for them, get up, and go on. Because, see, why are you giving them so much power in your life? They ain't even part of your life, and you're still letting them make your choices for you. You're still letting them kill your dreams, affect your health, affect your peace. Pray for them, get up and go on. Because when you stand in front of God, you ain't going to be able to point the finger at them. God's going to say, what did you do with what I gave you? No, you can't say, but God, you no. He's going to say, what did you do with what I gave you? Regardless of what everybody else did and all your circumstances and all of the junk, what did you do with it, though? Did you get up and do something? Quit making excuses. Stop listening to the lies. Because God made you and he loves you the way you are. Quit trying to be somebody else. Quit trying to be somebody else. That's you. God made you. He made me. made us different. He made us unique. Celebrate in your uniqueness. Celebrate in you, okay? Don't try to be like somebody else. Well, they, they can speak like that, or, or I don't have any gifts in that area. Then be whatever God's called you to be and be your best. But quit trying to be like somebody else. God made you. Believe him. Just believe him. Believe that his word is for you. And that what he has said for you and about you is for you. And that it's true. And that you believe it. Because you are his precious jewel. And you're uniquely made by him. If God be for us, who can be against us? My goodness, sometimes we act so much like a victim. And we're victor. You're a victorious in God. Okay? You're victorious in God. Get out of the victim mentality. Just believe today that God will show himself to you. And he wants you to see yourself in his view. Quit looking in the natural mirror and look into the mirror of the word of God. See, if you look into God's word, that mirror don't lie. That mirror don't tell you 
death and destruction. That mirror don't tell you poverty. That mirror don't tell you sickness and that you're a victim. No, that mirror, the word of God tells you you're victorious. You're the daughter of the king. You're my child. You're the head and not the tail. You're blessed beyond measure. I want you to walk in victory. I want you to walk in joy and peace and blessing. And have some happiness. Now listen. I want you to pray this prayer with me so we can continue on. So you can receive all that God has for you. Amen. So I want you to say, Father, I am your gift. And I will declare your glory. I worship you this day. And the beauty of your holiness. I accept myself for who I am because I am wonderfully and fearfully made. I am made in your image to reflect your image. Amen. That means so be it. It's settled. Okay, we've already set the atmosphere now. So it's out there. You've said a thing. Now you need to believe what you're saying. So God has made you to be his showcase. So show it all. Show it all. That's why God needs us to be filled with his love and the revelation of who we are so that you can show it off. See, your life needs to tell a story. But it don't need to always tell the negative story. It don't need to tell the trashing story. And I'm talking about everybody. And, and then I'm complaining. And then I'm up one day and down the next. And, and I'm talking negativity. See, no, our life needs to tell the story of Jesus. That See, that when you can't do it, he can. When it's impossible with man... God said, all things are possible with me. See, when you want to talk trash, nope, something says, uh-uh, don't say that. Because there's power in what comes out of my mouth. Amen? Let your life tell the story. Show off. Show it off. Show Jesus off. Amen? Because he made us to be a showcase. We have a treasure in this earthen vessel. Let's look at 2 Corinthians 4 and 7 says, however, we possess this precious treasure, the divine light of the gospel in frail human vessels of earth, that the grandeur and exceeding greatness of the power may be shown to be from God and not from ourselves. See, sometimes there's a like Miss Betty was talking about distractions, but did you know even there could be distractions in the church where it's bringing too much attention to you, when it should be bringing attention to him. Amen. So let's remember, let's bring the attention, <clears throat> excuse me, back to God. Something that is so powerful, and we've been taught this and taught this, and if you've never been in church, you can even out in the world to some degree people will catch this either on the negative side or on the positive side about thinking on these things. Because in Philippians 4.8, it told us about thinking on things that are true and pure and just and lovely and good report and virtue of praise. Because listen, 
The level of your potential depends upon the level of your thinking. Listen, I'm telling you, that's serious, okay? The level of your potential depends on the level of your thinking. So you can't blame everybody and anybody else because it's your thinking, the level of your potential, how far you'll go, how far you'll be successful in life is because of what you're thinking and how you'll think it. Because if you let your minds wander off into doubt and unbelief, guess what? You'll eventually drown in fear. And fear and faith can't walk together, just in case you didn't know that, okay? Because if you're in fear, that means you're not in faith. And if you're in fear, that means you're trusting in your own thing. If you're in fear, that means you're not really trusting God. You're doing it on your own. Because fear and faith can't walk together. And that means you've got to change your thinking. Because fear is the false evidence appearing to be real, but it's not. So you cannot allow yourselves to be daydreaming, kicking it out of gear, getting in your own little zone, and you'll deal with it later because guess what? Then the enemy will take control of your thinking. It's time we all get rid of stinking thinking, okay? Get rid of it. Just get it out. Get a checkup from the neck up. Start paying attention to what you're putting in here. Start paying attention to what you're looking at. What are you listening to? Where are you taking yourself to? Where are you going more at? If you made a log of your life, of what you're doing, where's God? 5% and everybody else and everything's 9 to 5? We need to take a checkup. Write it down. Do a checkup from the neck up. Start believing what God has said about you and then act on it. Because did you know you got to do something? Okay, God's not just going to come along and just one day just, well, I'm just going to wait on God. I'm waiting on God. Yes, that's to a degree. But then he says, but to believe, you do something. See, you start acting on it before it ever happens. You know, I don't have time to go in. I could tell you all kinds of stories of many things and how, you know, before we possessed a thing, see, we acted like we already possessed it. See, before you feel better, you already say, I'm already healed and made whole, okay? Before your marriage is any better, you start saying and declaring, I've got a blessed marriage. My husband will serve God all the days of my life. I'm going to have peace in my life and joy in my life. Before your checkbook starts looking any good, you start saying, I'm the blessed of God. My father's Jehovah Jireh. He's my provider. So even when the checkbook keeps looking more red than it does black, you already said this thing, speak to it. Say, I'm a tither and I'm a giver. And so my money's blessed because I mix my money with God's money. Some of you need to pay so much attention to what you don't have, you forget about though giving to God and doing for God. Amen. God, let that money, I'll get you all right. Well, I'll work more jobs and I'll do more of this. Then what ha- oh, boy, now we ain't church. Now we're less in church. Oh, but when I, when I get it, then, then, then I'll give it. Oh, yeah, and then many of you, you're making more money now and you're working more jobs. You're not in church and your money ain't in church neither. You see the cycle? You see what the devil sets you up for? See, so pray the next time. Don't make a decision based on money. Okay, don't take that job right away till you pray first. Because sometimes, see, the devil will come along. Oh, this is a better job. 
I'll pay you a lot more money. But did you pray first? I'm not saying that it's not, but sometimes it isn't. Sometimes the better job, the higher paying job really isn't all what you thought because then all of a sudden you're distracted. Now it's done took your way off. You ain't even got no time for God no more. You can't even come to church, but maybe once or twice a year now. Oh, but I can pay my bills. But did you really increase? Where's your joy? Where's your peace? Where's your witness? And here you're trying to win your family and tell them they need to go to church and you ain't there. Well, that's another whole thing. Let's just move on, move on. So let's believe what God has said and act on it. Listen, Paul had compelled the Philippians, he said, to think about those things. Think about your thoughts. Think about it. They better be true. They better be just and pure and lovely and good report and virtue of praise. Think about what you're thinking. Get stinking thinking out of there. Get negativity out of there because remember, what you think, you will eventually have. And what you compromise to keep, you will eventually lose. So negative thinking will not only prevent you from reaching your potential, it will kill your dreams. Kill them. Kill them. A person who cannot dream, guess what? Eventually you'll start having nightmares, honey. Because they won't be from God. Your dreams will go to nightmares. Over in Hebrew, uh, the Hebrew word, there's a Hebrew word, I think it's Haga. Uh, the same word can be translated differently, listen, according to the mental images of an individual. It also means to murmur, mutter, or mourn. Isaiah, in Isaiah 59, declared, Your tongue has muttered perverseness. God's people had committed iniquity after they changed their vocabulary. After they changed what they were saying. Their conversation was negative because their mental picture was negative. What they'd been feeding on had now become a mental picture, and now that's what they were saying. This is why Jesus said over in Matthew 12, for out of the mouth the abundance of your heart will speaketh. The abundance of your heart will say a thing. It'll start saying what you've been putting in there. Remember that your words frame your world. You can't blame anybody else. You'd be saying, well, no, it's the, they determine. No, you frame your own world with your mouth. If you don't like your frame, tear it down and build another one. It's never too late to start building right now. Change your mind, change your words, and change your world. Your world. See, because when you start changing what you're thinking and what you're saying, everything around you will change. Then not only will it change in your circle, but the outer circle and the outer, it'll just start spreading like wildfire. You can change your city. You can change the nations of the world with what you believe and what you say and what you do. Just believe with God because he can help you change your thinking if you'll invite him in. Because let me tell you, how you think and what you say determines the length of your life. The measure of your life. A little bit of joy or overflow of joy. 
a little bit of healing or how about overflow of wholeness? A little bit of peace or what about walking in a life that even in the midst of the storm, you can stand up and say, but my God, see, I'm not, this ain't where I'm staying. I'm just walking through this thing. This storm may have come up. It may seem like I'm drowning, but God said, I won't let you drown. Keep looking up because God said, I'll deliver you. I will bring you out and bring you through. But now listen, sin and negativity in our lives will bring harm. It brings endangerment to you. What you're doing and what you're saying out of your mouth brings harm physically, emotionally, mentally. And then does it not only harm you, but it harms those around you. Because remember, see, this ain't just about you. Newsflash. Okay? It's about all that God has attached to you. Those you don't even know their names or their faces yet. God has ordained them to cross your path. So it's better that we uncover the stuff in our lives now because eventually it will come out. Get the junk out and replace it with the right stuff. Replace it with God's things, good things. Seek God with a humble spirit. Seek him with honesty. Open up every area of your life. Quit keeping some doors closed for a later time. No, let's open every area of our life. Stop playing games with the enemy because it won't end well. It will end in destruction or death, physically or spiritually, but it won't end well, so quit playing games. Allow God to remove the dirt of shame. And fill you with his love. I'm going to declare a thing over you today. As Ron will get ready to start coming. Listen, I'm going to declare a thing. Everything that is hidden will be uncovered. God will restore you to better than you are right now. Believe. Say, I believe in you. And I trust in you, Jesus. With all of my heart and all of my life. Now listen, I declare right now, God, that everything over their life, all the impossibles will become possible. Why? Because you choose to believe. God, you're going to start getting up every day and you're going to start saying, you are my everything. You're my super. I'm my natural. You are the God of miracles, the God of restoration, the God of recover all. You're my healer. You're my friend in times of trouble. You're my everything. You're my joy. You're my peace. God, right now, let them see and feel the revelation of your love. Fill them to overflowing with your love and your goodness and your peace. Begin to cry out and ask God to ignite. Ignite the fire again. See, I don't care if you've been a Christian two days or 40 years. You've got to keep that fire burning. You've got to keep it burning. So, Father, right now I declare, ignite your fire and your people again. Ignite your love. I declare right now that dreams that have died 
and dreams that have even been thrown away will come alive. Those that even had some dreams, God, was really just their dream. That's why it hadn't worked out. God said, I'm going to give you a new dream. I'm going to give you a better dream. In the name of Jesus, place in their hearts, come alive. Come alive, dreams. Come alive. I thank you, God, that they are destined for victory. That they are destined to impact and make a difference in all of the lives that you have to come across their paths. I thank you, God, for them to get the revelation that they're alive and that you're igniting this in them. It's for a bigger purpose. It's not just about them and therefore no more or their little plan. You've got a bigger purpose for each and every one in this room. Though it may be different or look different, you've got a bigger purpose than just ourselves. I thank you right now, God, that we declare and we believe to change everything that needs to be changed, exchange everything that needs to be exchanged, remove everyone that needs to be removed, and open our eyes to see the destiny that you've called us to be this day for your purpose, Father, for your purpose. I thank you, God, for moving in this place today igniting that they'll just believe again, God. God, where they have stopped believing that, God, they're going to believe again. And all oh, those dreams. Oh, some of you had some plans. Some of you were real planners. You got your little paper. You got all your little list. Every year you write down all this stuff you're going to do different. You're going to do better. And then at the end of the year, hey, look, I'm guilty. You go back and look, and it's like, okay, out of the 20 things I wrote, two I did. Started off real good. But God said, this time when you write down, listen to what God's saying. Write down what God is saying to you. And then don't go, well, I don't know, oh, God. Write it anyway. Write it anyway. Because, see, God can work with something even when he's only got a little bit of a flame. Give him something to work with. Do you know our God is a gentleman, though, when he's waiting for an invite? See, too many of you write all this stuff down. You got all these big plans. And, and, you know, even like Miss Betty said, you can get busy in the good things, in the church thing and all that. But you never stop once to ask God, was this part of your plan? I don't know about you, but I don't want to do my own thing anymore. Life's too short. I ain't got time to be doing something so I can say I did it. You ain't got time to be playing around in the kiddie pool no more. God said, I got people that are counting on you, that are attached to you. It matters what you do, what you say, where you're going to church, and when you're in church. It's a matter of life and death. God said, I got dreams for you. And then not just for you, but they're going to overflow out of you and ignite into everybody you come in contact with. I got a world that's dying and lonely and hurting and broken and they need somebody that's got some fire 
that's got some love, that's got some realness and zeal about them. It's time to come alive. Dream again. Do the impossible. And some of you are so safe that everything you write on your list, you know you could do it. You could do it ten times over. God said, dare. Dare to believe. Because see, some of the things I've been saying to you, you ain't wrote those down. Because they seem too big. They seem too impossible. God said, write it. Because there is power in the writing. Because see, if it mattered to you, you'd write it. If it mattered to you, you'd start acting like it was true. Let go of the past. Let go of the negative thinking. Because a lot of you, that's why you're suffering in your bodies. You're suffering in your peace and in your joy. You're suffering in having any victory because you're negative. Get over into the positive. Every time your mouth wants to say a thing, do a checkup. Say, does that line up with God's word? Do I really want to frame my world with that kind of talk? Do I really want to frame my life With that kind of negativity, if you can't say anything good, then just don't say anything at all and maybe try to pray. See, sometimes that's the problem. We say too much. We're not listening. God's been saying a thing to a lot of you. He's been talking a lot, but you ain't been listening because you're too busy. You're busy doing this and you're busy doing that. And you may say, but that's all good stuff. I'm helping this one and helping that one. Maybe you're just helping too much. Maybe God said it's time to let them go on live their life. You need to be tending to your own self. Because you're so busy in everybody else's life, you've been letting yours go backwards. And you say, but it's a good thing. I'm feeding this one and I'm serving that one. But did God ask you to do it? Or maybe it was for a time and a season. But see, that's how you get your worth. Listen now. I'm not being mean, but listen. See, the devil will play on that. He makes you think that if you're not doing this and that and that for everybody else all the time, then you're just worthless. You're no good. No, that's not how you get your worth. God loves you. God called you. But let's just stop doing a bunch of stuff. Let's start doing what God has called you to do and who he's called you to be. Because I'm going to tell you, there'll be a change. You'll start stepping up instead of stepping back. You'll start moving forward instead of always going backwards or staying still. That's just as dangerous. Some of you are waiting for the perfect situation, for the perfect moment. When I get the perfect job and I'm making good money, then God, I'll give and I'll serve you. And then I'll do something in the church. When all this gets, well, then forget it. Because you ain't never going to do nothing. You need to get up. Get up. Start acting. Like your whole, do what a whole healed person would do. Amen. If you can't move something or if you can't do something, start doing it like you're whole and you're healed. If you've had bitterness in your life, forgive them. Let it go. Get up. Go on. Because I'm going to tell you something. Remember, it's for you. It's for you. There's a blockage in the hose pipe from here to there. 
You know why? Bitterness, unforgiveness, negativity, always blaming. I'm going to tell you, see, there's a blockage. There's only been a trickle getting through. God said, I got a flow. I've got a flow. I got a flow. I thank you right now. I thank you right now. Some of you need healing in your body. You need to stand up. I don't care if it's a headache, an earache, a toe ache. But if your body's not where you feel it should be, amen, you battle headaches. Maybe you're taking a lot of medication and you got side effects from that and they're even worse than what you were treating it for. You need wisdom, but you need to be whole in your body. Some of you, you, you battle this negativity. You need to stand up. Negativity has been spoken over you as a child. Negativity has been spoken over you by your mate, over people in your life. And now that negativity just seems to be you. It's like almost you can't help it. You just want to all the time either talk negative about yourself or negative about others. Maybe you need some peace and restoration in your life. Maybe the enemy has stolen from you. But you've actually allowed some of it because you agree with him. He's told you some things and you've just went ahead and accepted. Well, that's just the way it's always going to be. Well, God wants to change all that. You ready for some peace and joy? You need to stand up. You ready to want to be some help to somebody else? You need to stand up. God's going to release. God's going to do a healing and exchange I don't know about you, but I'm ready to exchange all of the old and receive some new. But you're going to have to let go of back here, let go of the past. Because now remember this, that even in the natural, see, if I'm holding on to stuff back here, and when God walks up to the front of me and ready to dump a load on me, I can't receive because I'm still back here. God said, let it go. Because I'm ready. Dump a truckload on you. Dump a truckload. What about businesses being restored to overflowing? Bless me. What about where you are? Getting raises and increase and promotion where you are. What about all your bills being paid? What about you having some real peace and having a little dance in your life? How about you having a little joy in your step? How about you having a little bit of joy on your life so when people see you, they actually go, man, I don't know what it is, but whatever it is you've got, I'd like some. And not be walking the other way when they see you. They want to run towards you. Say, I want it. I want all that. I want to be filled to overflowing. I want to be able to walk by people and not even have to say a thing, but that the presence of God's love and his powers in your life that it just ignites onto them. They don't even know what happened. But you walked by. And they just know, man, I, something just happened. Their eyes were open. Maybe their heart was open to see and say, oh my God, I just felt. I felt your love. God, we thank you today for dreams coming alive again. Helping us to believe in you once again, God. Where things have even worn us down, tore us down. Life has seemed like it's beating us up. 
It seems like even there's some things, God, love for you is even not like it used to be. Love for my mate or for my family or even for the lost, God. It seems like it's gotten dull. I thank you for an igniting, an igniting, God, right now. For your love. For your love to be restored in your people. Ignite that fire within. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.